You're listening to the Jumpstart with John Groves podcast, and I'm your host, John Groves. Because even normal life can be draining, so we share energizing faith content that helps you make the biblical connections between the positives and the negatives of life. Today, we're beginning the first of an at least three, maybe more part series with Pastor Andrew Sadra. He pastors the Echo Church in Australia, but today you'll hear his story about being an Egyptian citizen that comes to know Christ. This causes him to become a Christian refugee fleeing the country for his own life. You know, we'll learn from his firsthand experience what the Islamic worldview really is and how it's impacting America through movements like BLM and social justice. We're going to talk about all of that and more in this very first episode. So buckle your seatbelts. It's about to get real biblical up in here. Come on, introducing on the Jumpstart Podcast, Pastor Andrew Sadra. How are you doing, Pastor Andrew? I'm good. I'm good. How's everything, John? You know what? I'm just living the dream. Um, you know, we're, I used to, I said last year, living the dream in quarantine, but I'm in Texas, uh. so I don't have to say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hey, we, we just got to chat a little while ago, and it's been really great getting mm. to follow you on social media mm. and for those that are tuning in i want to encourage you if you're not following pastor andrew to please go do that and the reason why we get to, we got to set up this conversation is because when i first came across his account um i'm going okay this is this is just another pastor and i mean that in the best way possible <laughs> but mm. I, I'm like, that's just another pastor. And then I'm starting to hear his sermons and I'm going, this is theologically rich. This is biblically deep. This is not mm. woke Christianity. And mm. then I find out he's in Australia. So I was really sad that I, oh. I don't get to go be with his church. But mm. um, we started connecting uh, just over the last week or so about this topic of Israel and mm. the Middle East and that type of a worldview. So I just want to jump right in and say, thanks for being here. Oh, and thanks would, for the opportunity. Mm. Would you give us like the 30,000 foot overview of just your background so that people can know who you are and where you're coming from? Yeah. So, so I was born in Egypt. Um, so I kind of, uh, we came as me and my family came to Australia in 2007 as refugees from Egypt. So we pretty much, my dad is a pastor. He was preaching the gospel. And as he preached the gospel, he helped a specific person to become a Christian. So as you know, in the Islamic religion ideology, if you convert, the person has to be killed and the person that converted them has to be killed. Mm. So pretty much we had to escape to Thailand and then by the grace of God, we were able to come to Australia as refugee, as specifically religious refugees. So I came to Australia as a refugee, me and my family, specifically for preaching the gospel and seeing people with Islamic background and born into the Islamic faith uh, become Christians. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. So you jumped right in and you started talking about really an Islamic worldview as mm. far as conversion is concerned. Mm. And we've been seeing this really hot topic over the last few days about yeah. 
Israel, Palestinians, Islam, mm. and I think it's important for people to separate what is a place versus what is a people versus what is a religion. 100%. Um, yeah. Because when that becomes convoluted, we miss out on, well, the gospel, but also the focus of the conflict. Mm. Um, I'm thinking that when it comes to Islam, most people struggle with a westernized worldview of it. Because you said something that I'm not hearing on the news. Yeah. Um, is that accurate? Why is it that so many Americans think Islam is this peaceful well, religion? It's, it's crazy because I kind of, when I came here, I really expected people, I, I thought people are aware. Like I thought there was some sort of common sense. Yet living in a peaceful utopia of a long period of time, it kind of gave people a fake reality of life. So for example, living in a Western world, you don't see people dying. You don't see people persecuted. You don't see people actually oppressed. You see the fake narrative of oppression, but you don't actually experience oppression. You don't see what does it mean to actually be killed for your faith, to actually go to jail unjustly, to actually be bullied. And more than anything, we don't have tension, conflict or war, really. So you end up viewing the whole world through the lens of your Western experience. And all you need to do, I'm like, just go and live in the Middle East for one year and everything you know will be true, will be shattered into pieces. I'm just blessed that I came from a totally different worldview, um, to extremely different. And then I'm jumping here and people don't understand that they have a worldview, that their experience of life isn't, fully the experience of life so now you end up with people projecting their western worldview into the middle east into the biblical narrative that's what how you get work christianity it's western culture placing its ideas into the scripture and i'm like i'm, I'm just blessed that i lived in two different cultures so i can see how every culture projects its own ideas perceptions values into the scripture into life so it's it's crazy it, it's kind of scary because the same way communism is paved on good intentions mm -hmm. islamic regime will also be paved on good intentions it's going to be well-intentioned christians specifically who are unaware of reality who are don't even have the time just talk to a pastor in the middle east just have a conversation it's like western christianity is so detached from reality it's so detached from china it's so detached from egypt it's so detached from iran it's so detached from every experience and, and i'm like this what you guys are saying is simply not true and then the second problem we're facing it's not just experience but they don't want to bother to go and study islam and study the quran And I'm like, how can you defend an idea without even knowing the idea? It's it, interesting. It, most people that talk to me about Islam, have you read the book? No, I haven't. And I'm like, then why are you talking? <laughs> it's, it's stupidity. It's ultimate ignorance and stupidity. And by the way, they're doing the same thing with Black Lives Matter. They're doing the same thing with racism. They're doing the same thing with social justice. It's, I want to talk about compassion. We're not knowing the facts. I want to talk about mercy. We're not knowing the truth. 
and it's like what the hell are you talking about like, like what are you talking about and then this sense of ignorance and virtue signaling it's in everything that they do it's in the way they approach racism it's in the way they approach islam i'm like you have to number one get the truth and the facts and then from there you make a decision no they want to be loving they want to be caring but they don't want truth so and i'm like so all the people that argue with me about islam all of them have not let the quran guess what i was forced as a kid so i grew up in egypt we had to memorize the quran even as christians and by the way egypt is like moderate islam it's not mm. really muslim like you're talking so i'm telling you i fled light flash moderate islam wow you don't even know real islam is palestine real islam is saudi arabia real islam you're talking at syria i egypt is a moderate secular woke islam <laughs> if you know what i'm saying and that was dangerous for me and and i'm like dude i lived in like liberal islam and i had to escape because they're going to kill my family now you don't even know real islam so it's uh it's quite shocking and more than anything this is the whole concept of apologetics you have to study what you're dealing with in order to defend your faith so you need to study before you talk so again i am so blessed like funny enough like what the enemy meant for evil like as an egyptian we were forced to study the quran it was part of the curriculum so we had to memorize the quran we had to memorize the hadith we had to pretty much we had to know like every year we'll have to read a massive like story and we had to it's pretty much a curriculum in the arabic language about one of the major people in islam so i'm just blessed enough to know the world view because i was forced to study as a kid it wasn't an option it's part of the curriculum so i got to spend some time in israel and i got to travel across israel's border into um, some palestinian territory and meet with people on both sides of of the border mm. and one super impactful conversation i got to have was with a pastor in uh, bethlehem which is not even occupied by israelis anymore the birthplace of jesus is not even occupied by the people that God promised the land to. And he spoke of how on Sundays, I asked him, what were all these jars at the front of the auditorium? And he said, these jars we fill with water because it's often that someone will throw a uh, Molotov cocktail or a bomb in here and, or a, something lit on fire. And we have to put it out so that we can continue with the service. Yeah. And He's like, and so we'll have the men go to the back of the room and pick the shrapnel out of the back of their head so that they can come back and continue listening to preaching. And yep. we're right here on the border of Israel, and I'm, my mind is being blown by a Middle Eastern yep. worldview that I did not know existed. Yep. Oh, so put I, us I, in I'm, a Middle Eastern worldview. Like It's so put, hard to explain because as I'm saying to you, that's what people don't understand is that as long as you understand 
that you have a worldview and don't project your worldview into a different worldview's conflict because that's how political leaders hinge on deception. Like, mm. I talk about politics, whatever. Like, Joe Biden knows what's happening. He knows exactly what's happening. He's not stupid. It's, it's, they know that the Middle Eastern worldview is different. Hollywood know that, the guy at the top, yet they're still spreading a fake narrative. It's a fake narrative. And guess what? Every person lived experience matters until it becomes someone like me, who's a real refugee, who was actually oppressed, who actually was going to get killed. It's ridiculous. Like, I had so many friends. Like, I, I'll get you to talk to my dad at some point. Our family friends that they got killed for preaching the gospel. Like, we had a family friend that him and his family just disappeared. Wow. So the way you you and your family was suddenly nobody will ever find you again for preaching the gospel for preaching, yeah. And now you get work Christians he talking about Islam. I'm like, what? I'm like, how? I'm like, how do you not stand for your spiritual brothers and sisters? I'm like, the church in the Middle East is part of the church. Your people. It's not your black brothers and sisters. It's not your Palestinian brothers and sisters. It's not your Asian brothers and sisters. It's your church brothers and sisters. Mm. You move from living in a secular culture into the people of, the, of God. You move from living in from a social group into the people of the Holy Spirit. And now the church is united. What about your brothers and sisters in China? Guess what? We don't care. We only care about compassion when it looks good in front of people to get popularity. But when it Ooh. comes to real issues like Middle East, like China, nobody cares. So you'll get all these work passes. And by the way, it makes me so, it's so sad because I lived in the Middle East and watching this pastors post about Black Lives Matter, but they don't post about the priest that gets beheaded by ISIS in Egypt. They don't post about the churches getting bombed every year. And, and I'm like, how can, compassionate can you be to defend a criminal yet to not defend the persecuted church that's getting killed for just existing? I'm like, you're not a, a justice warrior. You are actually, what, 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 what you're really doing is that, what's really happening is that you're trying to look like a good person. So you do what's good in front of people to prove to yourself you're a good person. So you're not really doing it because you care about people. You're doing it because you're trying to prove to yourself you're a good person. Uh-oh. Because when it comes down to it, you don't actually care. You don't care because Chinese Christians are getting persecuted. You don't even care. I'm like, you don't care about people. Like, all right, whatever. The George Floyd case. You posted about it. You're all about justice, equality. I'm like, cool. Innocent Christians in Egypt, in Iraq, in China, gets, they get killed for doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. And you post about a criminal, but you wouldn't post about an actual innocent person. This you can is... call me, right? But 
this is a fact. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm like, I'm like, this is insanity. You're 100% on point. This is American Christianity, which is not actually, by the way, Australian Western Christianity. It's, it's, as I said to you before, we have been living in a fake utopia for the last 40 years. And the consequences now is that what we believe is not realistic. Like, for example, historically, there was a war every 40 years. Massive world war. Historically, there's always a new dictator on the rise. Guess what millennials believe? They don't believe in dictators. They believe everybody's good. Hmm. That is so stupid. History doesn't agree with you. The Middle East does not agree with you. Europe does not agree with you. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'll stop. You can talk now. <laughs> no, it's it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've been watching the and you're you're way more accurate to say the westernized worldview that has defended a man with warrants out for his arrest who was high on yep. drugs. We've defended satanic looters and rioters who have yep. come against uh, police and against innocent businesses in the name yep. of Black Lives Matter. We've yep. defended criminal after criminal, satanic movement after satanic movement. And then when a nation like Israel decides to protect innocent life, we call them the uh, the villains. When police yep. officers try to protect innocent life, we paint them as the villains. We're well, watching Satan do what the Bible said he would do, turn yep. good to evil and evil to good. And it's not Christianity and it's not yep. biblical. It's woke and it's weak and it's worldly yep. and it's wicked. Yeah, well, let's go back. Social justice is demonic. 100%. You can't believe in the Bible and believe in social justice. The Bible does not believe in just social justice. There is justice. That's it. <laughs> Any pastor that's talking about social justice, I'm following them. I'm not being mean. I'm being honest with you. Justice is a core Christian ideology. Why? Because Jesus died on the cross to fulfill the justice of God. If you twist the idea of justice, you twist the whole gospel. Yes. So... You cannot be a Christian, and I know it's really judgmental. You can't believe in the Bible and believe in social justice. Amen. You have to pick your book, Critical Theory, White Fragility, or the Bible. You're, look, you are allowed to pick what you want, but you cannot pick the Bible and pick social justice. If you redefine justice for what it's not, you have to then redefine its counterbalance, which is mercy and grace. Yep. Which is why the demonic doctrine of critical race theory and white fragility mm-hmm. is that everybody is born and continues in yep. and they, they discount the power of the gospel to do what the gospel does. And then yep. they excuse evil as okay because of, well, as you said, these things that we've made experiential that aren't experiential, they're worldview issues. Yep. It's a worldview problem. And, and the left hinges on making you not believe in the idea of worldview. You know, follow the facts, follow the facts. It's not really about facts. It's about worldview. No. Because we all believe in the same facts. COVID, we believe COVID, 3% death rate, whatever. We believe in the facts. 
we just disagree with your interpretation of the facts. And interpretation happens through the lens of worldview. So guess yes. what? What's happening in Palestine is critical theory, worldview injected into the thing. So somehow they create, they manage to twist the story of Islam versus Judaism, of Palestine versus Israel, of David versus Goliath, since the foundation of time, of the promised land, somehow they managed to make it about oppressed and oppressor. Yes. They injected a social justice, critical theory twist into it, which is simply not true. I'm looking at them and I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you managed to make the Middle East not about religion. The foundation of the Middle East is religion. Religion in the Middle East is everything. As I said to you before, we had to study the Quran. In Ramadan, schools finished early. In Ramadan, people had to finish, we had to finish school half day. In Ramadan, I wasn't allowed to eat on the street. In, in the other Eid, I can't remember, Eid al-Adha, where uh, th there will be blood in Egypt all over the street because you, 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 your sins are forgiven when you get rid of, when you kill the land. So in Eid al-Adha in Egypt, which is the next Eid for Muslims, what used to happen, we will have blood across the whole Egypt. And I'm like, the Middle East is religious in essence and nature. It's, it's what they're built on. Just fun fact, guys, culture is built on religion, in case you didn't know. Hmm. America at the moment is built on the work left, secular, critical theory, religion. It's a religion. Yes. The Middle East is built at the moment on the Islamic religion. So for you to inject your critical theory worldview into a religious worldview in the Middle East, I look and I'm like, what are you guys talking about? This is insanity. But again, this is not about facts. As I said before, it's not about facts. It's about you injecting your worldview and using the fact to justify your worldview. Yes. When people say follow the fact, I'm like, it's not, it's not a fact problem. It's a worldview problem. Yes. And the left purposely are focusing on the facts. And what they really mean is the fact that they choose. That's why you got fact checking on Facebook. It's like, whose facts? Right. Honestly, whose facts are they checking with? The Christian facts or the Muslim facts or the work facts or the Asian facts or the what facts are they choosing? Guess what? They're choosing their facts. So step number one, they tell you there's no truth. And step number two, they tell you we need to fact check. I'm like, this is a contradiction. Hmm. Facts are true. How can you believe in no truth? Yet believe in facts. It's like it's like it's so inconsistent and yeah, I don't understand. It's 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 stupidity. <laughs> it's it's really yeah. There's not so yeah, I, I don't understand. Let's let's hit a super specific target because it's fresh. Understanding that we have a worldview problem and diving in a little deeper, if you are a Christian or you claim that you're one, uh, you ought to have, you will have, if the Holy Spirit lives inside you, a biblical yep. worldview. 
Yep. So with a biblical worldview based on the giver of all truth, he said, God said, I am the truth. So if it's true, Amen. it's me. Yep. If it's me, it's true. Let's yep. dive into so many Christians, quote unquote, that have been sharing this Palestinian narrative of, of the situation that's been escalating over the last few days. Now, having been to Israel and having been across that border into the Palestinian territory, I know that every single person who shared this Palestinian narrative has never been, so they have no clue what they're talking mm. about. But they also have not looked at this from a biblical worldview and also from a Middle Eastern cultural worldview. Take us to what's happening in Israel and at the border of Israel and the Golan or Israel and Palestine or Israel and uh, Iran, Israel and Jordan. Take us to any of those borders and explain to us what's happening, what's really happening. So, so what you see, so what you see, guys, this is really important. What you see is a clash of two different worldviews. It's Islam versus Judaism. Wait, pause. Because the news told me that Israel was trying to have some sort of an ethnic cleansing and kick out people who the land belonged to. And so what, what do you mean so it's Judaism versus becomes, Islam? So the question now becomes, if you are a Muslim, you believe that Israel is not a country, you believe that Jews are pigs, and you also believe that Jews are third-class citizens, and you believe that Jews are evil. So if you are Muslim, by nature, your religion directs you to not, to not support Jews. So for example, when we lived in Egypt, there was no Jews. In 1950, all the Jews in Egypt were expelled from Egypt. They had to leave. I Googled this morning. At the moment, there's 12 Jews that live in Egypt. Wow. So in my whole lifetime in Egypt, every school I went to, there was no Jews. Every workplace I went to, there was no Jews. Every soccer team I went to, there was no Jews. In my whole life in Egypt, I met one Jewish lady. She was friends with my mom. She was rich and she was old. And she had to live in a really high secure area so she doesn't get killed. Mm. So Islamic worldview is anti-Jews. And it's persecuting towards Christianity. That's just a reality. If you don't believe me, read the book. Like, I, I'm not... And, and this is the problem, is that it's 95% of the Islamic scholars believe in what I say. So, I'm not trying to deceive you. This is their interpretation of their own book. And guess what? Me saying that, it puts my life in danger. That's why I mean, because I am literally telling people what, what is the book saying? And this is not my interpretation. This is 95% of the Islamic scholars interpretation. And the other one to 3%, the liberal ones, they don't get invited. There's two of them. There is one in Australia. I can't remember his name. And there is one in Egypt. I think his name is Khaled Ibrahim, liberal Islamic scholar. And they don't accept him. They don't invite him. And he's not allowed to preach in the mosque. Hmm. Because he chose to create a libertarian twist to the Islam. So kind of like an Islamic Joel Osteen 
Um, yes, literally. Not allowed literally to preach Islamic in Jordan Bible thing. churches. Yes. And guess what? From an Islamic worldview, I can we can we can get along with these guys because they 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 dissected, deconstructed Islam into a new worldview. There's two of them. Next time we talk, maybe I can give you the names. Uh, so they and they they're actually one one to three percent of the Islamic scholars, and all the major scholars have said that they need to be killed because they are literally changing the idea. So is that where the Americanized or Westernized Islam comes from? Well, because... the problem is 90 to 98. That's a problem. What the people I'm talking to you about, nobody listens to. So when a Muslim goes to a mosque, they're not listening to the liberal Muslim. Mm. So my friend in Egypt posted this yesterday. Thank God for the best Eid rocket rockets ever and he posted the photo of hamas firing the rockets on israel mm. and he was celebrating did you know in 9 11 i was in egypt i was with my friends and the moment the thing came on the news all of my friends started to clap and celebrate when 3,000 people died in 9 11 i was in egypt i've seen people celebrate on the street my own friends They celebrated that Jews and white Christians died. That I've seen it with my own eyes. In Egypt, there was parties everywhere. So this woke... This has no, got nothing to do with location. This is simply... It's a worldview tension. So what's happening now in Palestine is Islam, radical Islam versus Judaism. Radical Islam, Hamas. How can you justify firing 1,000 rockets on Monday to Tuesday on civilians. If and many of them at their own civilians. Uh, well, Islam is about power. It's, that's where they intersect with leftism. Oh. Both worldviews have one goal, power. Political that's, power. That's why Democrats really yep. take a stand Islam for Islam. Best friends. It's the same ideology, just different packaging. Hmm. See, when I came here, bro, and I looked and I was like, I was like, LGBTQ and Islam? And I'm like, what? I'm like, Ilan Omar, she's a Democrat. I was like, this is a joke. I was like, honey, my, my gay friends in Egypt were getting tortured. If you're gay in Egypt, you get tortured, sentenced to death. And they end up raping you with a stick. Hmm. How, how can Islam and LGBTQ be on the same party? I was like, that's a scam. And as I go deeper, I was like, yeah, they're both after power. So they're united over their hate for America and for Christian values. That's, that's the point of unity. Is, is, so Islam has one. Islam's goal is to get control over the whole world and make it submissive to Allah. Wow. That is the worldview. That's not what I believe. That's what Muhammad did. So we're seeing Islam and leftism unite a common yeah. point of unity, hate for Jews, hate for Christianity. And, and yeah. if Islam sorry, got its way... If you're way, Muslim, I love you. 
just saying. And I don't believe all people are evil. And I'm, I don't hate you. This is not hate speech. I'm yeah. just exposing the idea. A lot of people, as I said before, ideas are dangerous. Communism is an idea. Christianity is an idea. Judaism is an idea. Islam is an idea. <laughs> Socialism is an idea. I'm simply critiquing ideas. Amen. If Islam Sorry, were to talking, get its way. Yeah. You're talking about the uh, Democrats combining with... Yes. If, 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 they were to, if Islam were to get its way, that point of unity for hatred for Christianity, hatred for Judaism, hatred for America in some respects because of its, you know, at least former Christianity, that LGBTQ and liberal alliance would cease to exist because then they'd have their way and they would turn on their own. Well... I, I view it in a funny way because, as, so that's a practical way, but I think maybe if you view it from a spiritual perspective, I, C.S. Lewis said it in a, go, in a good way. He said, there's millions road, million roads to hell, one road to Christ. The devil, eventually, all these themes are working for one dude, the devil. Hmm. So he's really smart. I think the devil's goal is not even for liberals or Islam to win. His goal is mostly for Christianity and Judaism to lose. So he's using multi-roads and he's combining them. Who's going to win at the end? You, we got two options. Who's going to become anti-Christ figures? It's either going to be radical Islam or secular atheism. Hmm. Which one is going to win? I'm not sure. It's, it's a really... So like, for example, Tim Keller posted a thing a few days ago, where Islam is going to be the biggest religion by 2050. Wow. In the world. I guess by 2080, they'll be the biggest religion in America too, because the, the average Muslims has three to four kids. Islam is a really smart ideology. They, they expand through family. So you will notice a white person will have one to two kids, a Muslim person will have three to four kids. So over time, you will eventually take over a country. That's how they wow. work. And the, the Islam as an ideology is really smart because you're born into the idea. You, be, you don't see a lot of people become Muslims. You're born a Muslim and you stay Muslim because if you leave Islam, you get killed. So you can't actually leave it. Wow. So it's spread through genealogy. It's, it's, it's really... So again, put abortion on that. Muslims don't believe in abortion. So now you're looking at an enemy's plan to empty the world from godly people and, and fill it with a different... That's a different issue, though. But yeah, you're like... Now compare Islam to the way we're handling abortion, you will see that Islam is growing so fast. So by this 2050, is... it's most likely going to be above Christian. So... Christianity slash Catholic is the biggest religion, second Islam. By 2050, it's going to be Islam. If the Christians don't realize what's happening. I think 2020 knocked about half of the Christian number out. Um, yeah. Oh, how, oh, 75 maybe? Oh, dude, it's crazy. I, I actually hmm. can't believe it. It was a crisis for me that so many people that I chose to listen to and respect ended up showing to me that when it comes down to it, 
they're going to pick culture over God and popularity over scripture. And then when I was like, I'm really sorry, man, I'm out of here. I'm like, I'm not interested. Eh? And honestly, we love people, but we have to call out false ideas. And yeah, Christianity needs to make a new stance of, all right, what is, what is heresy and what's not heresy? So I, I go as far as saying social justice is heresy. It's not a state issue in Christianity, like women preaching, like Calvinism. Social justice is a heresy issue. <laughs> it's a heresy issue because mm. the meaning of the cross will cease to exist. Wow. And That's salvation truth. is no longer God's justice. The moment you, do you understand what I'm saying? Social Absolutely. justice is, it's a heresy issue. Absolutely. It's not any pastor that's going for that direction. I wasn't surprised when Carl Lentz cheated on his wife. I wasn't because his worldview was already too far from Christianity. Like, I was like, he's a social justice warrior, which means the Bible doesn't really mean anything to him. So don't be surprised if your social justice pastors cheat on their wives. You find their kids not following Christ. You find them like Lecrae going a direction. You can clearly see Lecrae is going to leave Christianity soon. Yes. He's attacking Orthodox Christianity. I'm like, by the way, fun fact, guys. Reformed Christianity is not white Christianity. It's Christianity. Just letting you know. <laughs> I, we believe the same thing in the Arab world. Just letting you know. This is not whitewashed Christianity. This is Christianity. St. Augustine and the Orthodox scholars in Egypt have the same worldview as Reformed. Tiny little differences, but justice, gender, women's role in culture, leadership of males, bullcrap toxic femininity, that is not Western Christianity. That is Christianity. We yes. believe the same thing in Middle East. Yes. Gender being binary, men leading the household, not women, uh, women nurturing children and being that figure of caring and helping. That is not where, that's not patriarchy. That's not white supremacy. That's Bible. It's Bible. That's exactly <laughs> because we believe right. the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, and, and the enemy is so smart because if he can get you to abandon the scripture, you're gone. Homosexuality is a sin. That's not white supremacy. That's Bible. Yep. <laughs> That's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I, yeah, it's, uh, and so as I'm saying before, you will find that all these pastors across the next few years, they're going to be either caught with a measure, a major character flaw like Carl Lentz. And hey, I love Carl Lentz and I believe God's going to restore him. I'm not saying Amen. he's doomed. We're not cancel culture. Like just fun fact, left is about canceling people. Christianity is about redeeming people. So yes. God can redeem him. But what happened wasn't surprising. Right. And I'm like, he has abandoned his Bible long time ago. That was simply what the fruit of abandoning the idea. So my, my intention is not to hate him. I'm just, because hate speech, whatever. 
It's more to reveal to you, don't be surprised if Lecrae leaves God in a few months or years. Don't be surprised because he already has left the Christian ideology. He's already attacking the church and he's already saying, I don't like Western Christianity, meaning reformed Christianity, which is Christianity. Right. Reformation was not whitewashed. That's something that's accepted across the whole world. Christianity is historical. It's not whitewashed. Paul believed in the same thing. Yes. So it's really important for you to understand this new deconstructing Christianity movement or deconstructing the patriarchy out of Christianity. That's, that's not, that's bullcrap. Truth is beyond time, space and culture and gender. Yes. I think we could probably do like four more of those and hit yep. deconstruction and hit doctrine and hit all these different things. But uh, I want to, we've, we've kept everybody here for 40 minutes and oh, wow. I want to, yeah. and, and I've loved it. We have to do this more. Yeah. Um, but I want to close this particular episode with kind of a two part question for you. Mm. And I want to set up both because I think you can segue one into the next. Mm. Um, we don't believe in cancel culture. Um, we believe in grace and mercy and restoration. The um, hallmark of Christianity is I once was lost, but now I'm found. Mm. Jesus is able to save and redeem anyone, anything, any situation. Um, so we, we're not hating on, um, Lecrae. We want to see Lecrae repent or saved. Possibly he needs to, except Christ. Um, mm. We're not hating on Carl Lentz. We want to see Carl Lentz yep. restored. And to the, the purpose of this episode, we're not hating on our uh, fellow human beings that are part of the Islamic religion. We're not hating on Palestinians. Mm. What we're hating is sin. What we're hating is heresy. What yeah. we're hating is... And by the way, is... there are good Palestinian people, and I pray for them. You posted yesterday, pray for Palestine. There are at least 10% of Palestinians who are caught in the ceasefire between yes. radical Islam government and Israel. Yes. And I'm praying for them because guess what? People matter. Every yes. person matters. Just saying. So this is, when we, by the way, say Palestine, we're not saying people, we're saying the radical Islamic regime. People need to understand yes. Palestine is not some peaceful country. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not. not. It's, a, it's a Hamas-led radical Islam terrorist regime. It's equivalent to ISIS. Or worse. So, yeah. So it's just for people to understand. Like, yeah, it's, people don't understand what Palestine is. The part, political party running Palestine directs funds specifically towards terrorism. You yes. know all the money that Joe Biden sent to Palestine? It's all going to terrorism. Joe Biden wants to fund terrorism yeah. because he and wants to see Israel fall because he yeah. ultimately wants to see Christianity and America fall. Exactly. But um, Joe Biden does the same thing in Egypt. He funds a group called Muslim Brotherhood. These other groups that bomb churches every year. Pretty much, you cannot vote for Joe Biden and support Christianity. Just fun fact for you, because you don't understand. Christians get bombed because of people like Joe Biden and Barack Obama. Yes. I just want to repeat it for emphasis that this is not just my Australian brother saying this. This is me saying you cannot 
claim to be a sold out Bible believing yep. Christ following person and support Joe Biden, Barack Obama, or any of the yep. ideologies that are murdering yep. Christians and standing in direct opposition yep. to the word of God. You can't do it. It's a contradiction of terms. Just, just quickly, during the, see, during the uh, Trump administration, we had no bombings in churches in Egypt. Wow. Say During the Obama administration, so many bombings and Christians got killed. You need to understand, this is not about politics. This is about the church in the Middle East. Yes. Can I tell you, I lived there, and I'm telling you right now, Muslim Brotherhood, this is pretty much the ISIS of Egypt, is funded and supported by the Democrats. Yes. That's why they have Ilan Omar. That's why they have Rashida Tlaib. If you truly care about the church, stop supporting the social justice crap. If you yes. care about the church, it's your decision. I'm telling you, I had friends that died in church. I had a friend that got shot by Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, we go to church in Egypt on Christmas, on Christmas during the Obama administration and during, even during Clinton, and we will get bombed most likely. Every Christmas, five to 10 churches have to get bombed. Wow. This is what you're supporting. I'm just letting you know. This is what you're supporting. People of faith. See, Biden has created this weird thing and the radical left. I'm going really political because I'm like, we're now we're defending black people, Asian people. And the people of God, they were called to defend the church. They always say, I always see Black Lives Matter using our brothers and sisters. I'm like, that is a biblical term. And it's referring yes. to the church. Guess yes. what? Black Lives Matter is an antithesis and an imitation of church. Our brothers and sisters in Palestine. Our brothers and sisters in Asian. Our brothers and sisters who are transgender. And I'm like, this is Bible language, bro. Yep. The enemy created Black Lives Matter to make yes. you part of the social justice movement rather than become part of the church. Yep. It's your decision because, by the way, do your own research. Trump um, got a, a, an American missionary out of jail in Turkey. Andrew Burnett. Sure a, sorry? Andrew Burnett. Yeah. Again, this is massive. Do you understand? This is massive. You need to understand. This is what happens to Christians in Egypt. We get persecuted. We get put in jail. We get tortured. And I'm like, if you preach a gospel. See, if you don't preach a gospel, you're all good. If you speak, that's what happens to you. Mm. And see, people, that, that's why when people say, uh, that's why I always say to people, when people say America is a defender of democracy and Christianity, that's true. You know how Beth Moore said it's not true? And she's like, America, this is that. I'm like, you have no idea. If it wasn't for America, if it wasn't for America, Egyptians would be killed left, right, and center by a radical Islamist group. America is a defender, when they have people like Trump, of Christianity in radical Islam areas. Yes. Just letting you know. If America loses power, Christians in the Middle East will die like nothing. That's why I'm a big believer in America, because as a young person, we always had this American democracy that was able to somehow 
put these places into account, accountability. You remove America, watch Christians killed by ISIS, Muslim Brotherhood, Al-Qaeda, Hezbollah, uh, all BLM, these- Democrats. Yeah. So I'm just letting you know, this is not black versus white. This is Christianity versus the world. It's again, right. it's it's your decision. I lived in Egypt, and I'm telling you, it's that's what's happening there. And you're gonna one day give an account in front of God when you figure out that you were supporting the same people that were killing His people. Yep. And yeah, but yeah, let's go back to cancel culture. Sorry. So we don't believe in cancel culture. Yeah. Christians are trying to navigate because. Uh, there's a narrative, uh, weapons of mass emotion being deployed to write the narrative of Christianity and redefine the word love. Mm. And so Christians are wondering, especially young or new or weaker Christians that are growing and maturing or at least longing to, they want to know kind of twofold. How do I, in the face of like the, the, Israeli-Palestinian conflict, how do I show love here? And in the face of the um, Christian versus wokeism conflict in my own country, how do I show love here? What does love actually look like? And what does it not look like? That's that the final so, question for the hour. Well, just from facts for people, love does not, like, love does not look like you posting. Like, we have this new culture where if you post about it, you love people. Can I tell you something? Love is actually sacrificing for them. Love is actually giving money. <laughs> love is actually going behind the scenes and serving without nobody knowing. You posting a black square does not make you not racist. That is so stupid. It's like, how come you posting a picture makes you fighting for truth? Fighting for truth is you giving your money your effort, your energy, it's you changing who you are and your character. So we have this new culture of if you post about it, you're loving. Posting is not loving. See, I posted a leader because I want to guide the people of faith into God's direction. It's my role. And you can post. If you want to share your ideas and faith, go for it. But just remember, you posting or not posting, that is not love. Love is a lot deeper than posting. So guess what? You don't have to post anything. So if you don't want to get the attack or anything, you don't have to post anything. By the way, you know love looks like you're praying. Just pray. Pray for God to save the innocent people in Palestine and Israel in the midst of this war. Pray for God to save the kids. Pray for God to have his protection. Pray for Hamas to get destroyed quickly so that this war will end. I think love in this looks like prayer. W- what else can you do, really? Hmm. If you want a bit further, you can share. And I, I don't mind sharing, but I really think love is a lot deeper than posting. <laughs> You're right. It's, it's, yeah, it, it has to be. So all Hollywood activists now, love is love. I'm like, what did you do that's loving? I'm like, you posting about love does not make you loving. 
Hmm. This is a new culture. It's a shortcut to love. You should post about it. <laughs> post a square and yo, I'm loving. I'm like, this is love. Not that we love God, but he lived us and he died for us. It's love is not posting. Love is way deeper. So I think pray. And I think that's the only thing we can do. And don't jump on the cultural hype of becoming anti-Israel. Because it's cool to be anti-Israel. It's really cool. It's not biblical, but it's cool. But it's cool because, uh, and yeah. And, and, and I think as we go, before I go into cancer culture is love, you have to learn how to learn how to, love is, is something that you need to prove to God, not to people. See, love is not you trying to prove to people that you love them. Love is you doing what's right in front of God. Yes. And that is the actual essence of love. So guess what? You don't need to prove to people that you love them. You don't need to prove anything. You just need to love them. First John chapter four is by this is God made manifest. God reveals his love to people as we worship him through the loving of others. It's a vertical thing. Mm. And so, yes, you don't need, you, you, I, I'm trying to, because there is a massive insecurity now within Christians that trying to be loving. I'm like, you don't need to try to don't like, it's like, I have to post this so I can tell them that I love them. I have to do, I, I can't post about Trump so I can look loving. And I'm like, you don't need to look loving. You actually just need to be loving. Yes. See, I'm not sure who said it, but I said, you don't need to worry about your reputation. You need to worry about your character. So when it comes mm. to love, be love, just be loving and let the rest of the goddess work. Because what we have now is a generation of fake Christians who they act loving, but they're not loving. Yep. That's why they will post about Black Lives Matter and not post about their Christian friends that are getting persecuted in Egypt. That's why they'll post about Palestine, but will never post about China persecuting Christians. Because you're not actually loving. You want to look loving. There's a difference between being loving and looking loving. That's good. So stop trying to look loving and actually be loving. Yes. Hey, the more I fell in love with my wife, the more I got to know about her. Mm. And the more you, if, if you really want to be loving and not just look loving, you'll educate yourself. Yeah. And you'll dive deep into the word. And the deeper you get into God's word and the deeper you get into the facts, the yeah. truth, the foundation of it all, the more you'll be pro-Israel, the more you'll be pro-church, the more you'll be mm. pro-God, and the more you'll be anti yeah. Almost everything else that the culture is Just feeding look you at through the, the news. The foundation of love is truth. And the building block of justice is truth. Yes. Truth, by the way, is a foundational block. So if you don't know the truth, you can't lie. Right. Before you start loving, know the truth and the facts. That's right. Well, Pastor, thank you so much for Thanks so much, John. sharing wisdom with us today. Thank you so much, John. Well, thanks a lot, guys. We'll do it again, I think, at some point. It looks like. We definitely will. Yes. I God. can't wait. 
Well, thanks for listening to the Jumpstart with John Groves podcast, because even normal life can feel draining. So we share energizing content that helps you make the biblical connections between the positives and the negatives of life. If you've enjoyed these episodes, I'd love for you to rate and review the podcast and share it with a friend. Take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story and tag me there. I'd love to repost it and would love to connect with you. We'll see you next time.